Hey Mystics, you're listening to What's the Brew with Lily Moon. This podcast is dedicated to sharing brew that uplifts the collective spiritual wellness and growth, discussing all things spirituality and pure magic. This podcast is sponsored by Mystic Moon Medicine. Mystic Moon Medicine is my portal of love to the world where I offer and share sacred ancestral tools for healing thy tides, healing with intuition herbal medicine, intentional movement, ritual, and spirit guidance. I return to the space as a diviner, a healer, a medium, a yogi, a budding herbalist, aspiring doula, and overall wild mess and bruja woman. This week's brew includes Big Mars Energy featuring rejections. Now, before I do stir and pour out this brew, housekeeping and tings first, my intention with this podcast is to reach as many beings as possible. As a listener, you can help support this intention by liking episodes, following the podcast, and sharing the podcast on social media with other mystics. Now, you can also support by becoming a patron and joining the Mystic Moon Tribe on Patreon. This is an abundance exchange which allows you to receive exclusive offerings including weekly personal readings, soul healing, courses, and much more. I have a few offerings actually outside of those coming out this season as it is Libra season, so of course I'm stepping out. And the first I wanted to highlight is taking place this full moon, Thursday, October 1st, and that's the Slow Flow and Tarot event. This will be an evening of intuitive guidance and intentional movement. I'll be taking, I'll be talking about the uh, full moon, plus doing exclusive card pull for the group. Then we will flow with a gentle Hatha yoga practice that is going to be guided by my girl, Brittany Stevens. Shout out to you, girl. And uh, this is actually happening virtually, so you can join anywhere, anywhere you are, okay? Now, on Saturday, October 3rd, I will be highlighting some divination tools from the Mystic Medicine Botanica and how to use them. And this will be happening at the Witchfest North Full Moon Market virtually as well. So you can enjoy the show of myself and other witchy vendors right at home and purchase items as well the same time. On Saturday, October 10th and Sunday, October 11th, I'll be offering live readings for Witchfest North Wickedly's Divine Show. And these readings are done virtually, so they'll be face-to-face, but, you know, with your camera and can be booked before the show. So if you want to go ahead and book a reading with your girl, an astrology transit reading or a tarot reading, you can definitely book for the 10th and the 11th. Now, on Friday, October 16th, I will be joining a discussion with the Dark Moon Coven for Witchfest North to discuss the super dark moon in Libra. And this is actually really extra special because it's taking place the night of the moon itself. And you can join the discussion virtually from home and perhaps gain some insight on how to work with the moon's energy. Hint, hint, hint. Uh, on Octo- on October se- the 17th, which is a Saturday, I'll be hosting the Womb Wellness Retreat with the Healing Circle Farm. This will be a sacred and intimate event taking place in person here in Ottawa. And I will be bringing some special offerings as well for the group and guiding discussions and meditations to do with womb wellness. Details on all of these bountiful offerings will be in the show notes for you guys. All right, let us begin. 
So the first thing we have to talk about, of course, is our astro forecast. We have a few things to talk about. This show is probably going to be kind of long. I am channeling completely this time, not pulling cards, not feeling called to pull cards, really just looking at the stars themselves and the planets for them to speak on their own behalf. And uh, so we have a few things to talk about. So first we have Saturn going direct on September 29th. Then we have the full moon in Aries on October 1st. Then we have Venus entering Virgo on October 2nd, and then we have Pluto going direct on October 4th. All right, so let's get into all of that. I know you guys are really excited to hear about the full moon, I'm sure, but you know I'm going to go in order. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is actually going to be Saturn going direct. Okay, so Saturn is going direct at 5.11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and that is happening on Tuesday, on the 29th of September. And so at the time when this happens, um, Saturn is currently sitting at the 25th degree of Capricorn, as is Mars and Venus. Mars and Venus are sitting at the 25th degree of Aries and Leo. So we have this interesting number of 25, which rules down to number seven. Okay, now at the same time, we have the moon sitting in Pisces and the sun is still, of course, in Libra. So what does this mean for us? Well, first and foremost, at the time when it's going direct, um, Saturn is sitting in the fifth house, which is naturally ruled by Leo. And that is actually where Venus is still sitting at the time. And so we have this push and pull with our heartstrings where we're feeling this need to um, realign our routines in a way that makes us feel good. Yes, we know we have to get it done, but it's also important for us to feel as though we are feeling good about it and that we feel accomplished and continue to want to move forward with these routines and, and, and such because we feel really good about that. And that is activated through our heart center, of course. Last time I was talking about how activated our heart centers are, they still are as we are going through um, those waves of the super moons, right? So it's still going on. Um, so Saturn will be sitting in the fifth house at the time um, while it is going direct. Now, Capricorn is, yes, in the fifth house, but also the fourth house. So there's still this really interesting topsy-turvy energy where everything is kind of flipped backwards. So we have this idea as well of um, security needed and our heart looking for security. Maybe we're thinking about our relationships and our family members and the people in our pride and you know, looking to see how they reflect our passions and reflect ourselves and if those are still in alignment or not. And if so, um, great. But if not, how do we separate ourselves in a way that isn't too intense? Okay, so talking about Saturn himself, Saturn is going to be conjunct with Pluto and uh, Jupiter, and he is square to Mercury and Mars. Um, so Pluto, or sorry, Saturn is doing quite a bit. Saturn is doing quite the most right now as he is going direct. He is kind of fidgeting his way um, out of his position so that he can just do what he does best, which is kind of boss around and, and move things the way they need to be moved. And so with all this conflict that we're seeing, it's not really conflict, but it's really just this friction and this boiling. Imagine you're creating like a pasta dish or you're creating any sort of uh, food and you, and you need to boil the, you know, you got to put water on, you got to boil water. 
that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just means that what the, the end result that you want can finally come to fruition because that heat was created. And so that is what Saturn going direct is doing now. It is finally allowing us to have this vision that we've had finally be created in the 3D because it is so solid and it, we finally have this pressure and heat for it to become so. And so with Saturn conjunct to um, Pluto, this is not really anything new. You know, Saturn's been conjunct to Pluto and Jupiter for a long time, obviously, because they're all in Capricorn. So that being said, um, Saturn is, you know, doing the most and, and, and obviously these other outer planets are also very strong. Jupiter and Pluto are also very, very strong and, um, this is, this is what we get. We get this really intense uh, energy. And so these planets are actually, interestingly enough, making a trine to the Ascendant. Um, and actually, Jupiter is making a trine to Uranus still. And so although there is all this pressure and heat building up, <clears throat> there is also this um, trine being made with Uranus. And so again, this gravitational pull and need for change, um, but changing in this positive way, changing this way that makes us feel good, not in this Debbie Downer, oh, I gotta do my chores again way, you know? So that's really, really important as well. And that is what we are getting here um, with um, with uh, Saturn and these other planets that are conjunct together. Now, with Saturn being square to Mars and Mercury, this is, of course, a time where we are still maybe feeling kind of, you know, uh, intense, very, 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 very um, aggressive towards people. Funny enough, actually, Mars will be sitting in the eighth house when this happens, um, which is naturally ruled by Scorpio, which is, of course, classically ruled by Mars. And so when we have all these these placements and of and so because of that actually let me just pause for a second because mars is sitting in the eighth house mercury of course has to be sitting in the second house and is now in scorpio because mercury went to scorpio um this past weekend at the time that i'm filming this and you are hearing this <clears throat> And so, uh, that being said, these two plants are actually opposite of each other, but are both huge elements of Mars. And this is why people are popping off. This is why people are getting so angry. People are getting so triggered. People are just getting ready to blaze out the guns and lava and everything. Um, that is why we have all this intense Scorpio and Mars energy in general just going on. Um, but as I was saying, Saturn is square to these to planets as well while making his way uh, direct from Capricorn and slowly going into Aquarius. So we are going to be very, very, very um, hard on ourselves, honestly, mentally. I see this as a lot of hard and heaviness on the, on the, on the mind and lots of thoughts of the future and perhaps time wasted. Um, around or on other people and all this other nonsense that we are telling ourselves and maybe potentially even blowing up on them, which is not cool at all. Um, and so this is really, really, really 
going to be interesting. Um, the best way we can do this and work with this energy is to find solitude within ourselves, writing down those thoughts, allowing those thoughts to go deep. If they get dark, so be it. But you just need to let them kind of play out. Meditate on why those thoughts made it, might have even come to fruition. Mercury is now in Scorpio. And so with that being said, our thoughts and our need to question everything is heightened. We are second guessing a lot of things. Is that what they really mean? Is that really what it is? Hmm. I don't know if I can trust you. Oh, I'm not really sure. Let me go investigate. And I know all about this energy because I actually have my Mercury in Scorpio. Um, so it's going to be an interesting time, but it's really good for us to do our um, manifesting work with this uh, Mercury Scorpio transit. We can actually work on our our intentions for the new moon coming up so that we can work with that energy even more so. And at the time of the of the dark moon in Libra, um, Mercury will actually be retrograde at that point. But still, it is direct now, so we can use this time now before it goes retrograde to figure out what those plans really are. So we're not just sitting in our past and, and getting all lost in it and, and nibbling on our addictions, but more so finding growth and and light within the shadow and and birthing ourselves anew again so this saturn direct is going to be part of the wake-up call that is coming the full moon of course is going to bring more of that into everything and so i'm going to go on into um the full moon in aries as well but that is what i am seeing for saturn's going direct not a whole lot is going on but still at the same time there is you know um again the moon will be in pisces when this is all going on so there's this weird pull of like alpha omega going on it's super weird um so definitely using the moon's um need to rest and relax and you know if you want to speak about how you feel fine do that but again journal the moon will be sitting in the sixth house which is ruled by mercury and it's making a trying to mercury in scorpio so journal out those feelings journal out the dreams that you see for yourself journal out how you see your higher self what would your higher self do right now and kind of go from there um, but this is really going to be part of the wake-up call and part of the the planning of this deeper version of self we have now seen coming to life okay and so now going into the full moon in aries happening on october 1st at 5:05 p.m eastern standard time well first and foremost we have the moon conjunct very closely <laughs> to chiron and chiron is the wounded uh warrior and is where we see a lot of our triggers and where we will feel a lot of our past selves and traits of past selves kind of coming in. And so during this full moon in Aries transit, we are going to be having that happen heavily. Um, and a lot of past uh, visions are really coming in heavily. I am seeing, oh my goodness, there's going to be so much um, heaviness with this moon. We have we have Pisces as the ascendant, actually, funny enough, or sorry, Aquarius is the, is the ascendant of this of this moon, but we have Pisces and, and Aries taking over the first house, really, during this moon cycle, and so we have Neptune and Chiron and, and the moon sitting in the first house during this full moon, so I'm seeing a lot of uh, early child, inner child, 
um, lots of past life triggers happening at this time, lots of past life memories being brought back through these triggers. So as much as we maybe not want to, you know, we don't enjoy them, nobody really enjoys being triggered, I think, but it is so necessary because we're actually receiving so many memories of past selves and there's things that we're doing now, things that maybe we had done before and then we kind of forgot we even did those things and then we lost our way and now we're slowly returning back to it and we're just like, why does this feel so familiar? And it's because it is. It really is. And this and this moon is really about that self-discovery. It really, really, really is. Both the moon and the sun will be at the ninth, the ninth degree. And so this is, um, you know, not completion, but nearly completion of that chapter. So again, nine is not the beginning, but it's, it's, it's towards more the end. Um, and really just, you know, closing that chapter and, and you can only close the chapter when you, when you know the preface, when you know where it's, where the very beginning comes from. And so I'm also seeing a lot of ancestral visits, lots of um, random signs and things that you're going to see or feel that remind you of your ancestors. And you won't even really realize it until after it's happening. And it's going to be very, very, very funny and very, very, very interesting. Um, but the moon is actually going to be squared to Jupiter while Jupiter is still in uh, Capricorn. Um, setting in the 11th house and so I can see this as a lot of big drama happening with our friends I'm also seeing this as a lot of big scandal and intense news coming out in the social media and in the news to do with um, the institutions perhaps is coming as well um, and there's going to be some really big um business drops and situations going on. I'm not sure if there's like some sort of like media war. Maybe it's the elections and all the propaganda, but there's going to be a lot of propaganda showing up on the TV um, in general, I'm seeing. But for you guys as the collective, this is a lot of jumping to conclusions energy. So again, taking a step back, claiming in your anger, remembering what your anger is, and staying cool as a cucumber, okay? You really want to invoke that energy. Venus is still making a beautiful trine to Mars at the time of this full moon in Aries um, because Venus is still sitting at um, or sitting in uh, Leo at the time at the seventh house. So with Venus still trying to, to uh, Mars, this is still, you know, the plants reminding us that we have to move with intention and move gently, okay? Move gently, move quietly, um, but move with compassion and with your passion, but also remembering to protect yourself, okay? Protect your heart center, really protecting yourself and really um, ensuring that you are not going to get hurt in the end. If you're feeling these triggers coming up that I was talking about before, it's because there was a sense of you weren't wearing your armor and you, you know, allowed yourself to get hit. And by armor, I don't mean the walls that keeps nobody in and, and keeps everyone out, but, you know, you still have to protect your heart center. Your armor is what you make it. Your armor can be your spiritual practice. Your armor could be literal pieces of earth which are the stones that we have, the crystals. Your armor could be 
your diet, your armor could be your alkaline water, your armor could be your, your meditation, your mantras, your prayers, your odus, your everything. But if you don't have that armor on, you're going to get hit left, right, and center. And with this energy, yeah, you're going to get hit and lit down if you're not careful. So really remembering, you know, not everything needs to have you involved. Okay, sometimes your place is really the sidelines and your ego has to just accept that. And that's not a bad thing. You don't always have to be involved in everything. Be involved within your own things and ensure that they are solid before going anywhere else. That is what this moon in this transit is really about. Okay, um, Mars is going to be still square to Jupiter and Saturn and Pluto at the time of this uh, full moon in Aries, but he is also making a sextile to the North Node, which is sitting in um, Gemini at the 22nd degree. And so again, this movement of, you know, dealing with just your own, but dealing with your destiny, your destiny is at the door, ringing the bell, ringing the bell, ringing the bell, waiting for you to let it in, but you're out here you know, uh, serving these others who, who ain't doing shit for you. So go and open the door and then allow the abundance to pour in. You have to get up and move and get it though and fight for it if you need to. It'll be you or them. And honestly, if the roles, if the role, if the roles were reversed, it would be the same thing. <laughs> it would be the exact same thing. So you got to decide what you want to do. Okay. Now, this moon is, um, honestly, for a, an Aries moon, it's not, I don't think it's going to be as intense as, as we are expecting it to be. Um, I think it's really going to be really intense in terms of society as an external viewpoint. But in terms of our own personal internal worlds and realities, it's going to be pretty smooth sailing. However, again, those triggers will come up and how you choose to respond depends on what you want. If you want to respond out of ego and blow the whole thing up, then you can do that. But deep down, you know, and I know that is not what you should be doing. You need to just respond by being gracious and allow your financial abundance and your spiritual abundance and your mental abundance and emotional abundance to thrive and thrive and thrive and shine. And that let that speak and let that be your revenge. But you have to be at a certain point in your journey to, you know, grow and, and do that and let go of that piece of the ego. And this all comes back to the ego death, which I was talking about. And if by this full moon in Aries, you haven't had your ego death, then we have Pluto knocking on your door next. Who's just like, you know what? Fuck this damn door. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just kick it, kick the whole damn thing down. And so on October 4th at 1.32 PM, Eastern Standard Time, we have Pluto going direct. Okay, so now I'm going to talk about Pluto because all this stuff is relevant. So with Pluto actually going direct, a lot of things start to calm down. We have a lot more trines. Yes, Mars is still square to those outer planets. But aside from that, we have a lot of trines and conjuncts, which means everything is really working in harmony and working together. Again, Pluto is also the planet that rules fortune as much as it rules the underworld and death and rebirth. And so as much as we are feeling this um, 
wake up call from Pluto who's opening our door, kicking our door down saying, hello, I'm here for you. I'm here for your ego. That is the trade-off. You know, you can either accept it or you don't have to. Now, if you choose to go with this ego death, what we receive is a lot. We have the sextile of Neptune sitting there um, with, with Pluto and we have Neptune sitting in the third house while Pluto is in the, where is Pluto? Pluto is sitting in the, uh, in the fourth house. And so, or sorry, in the first house. Um, so there's this really interesting, um, kind of like this lightness and childlike behavior that we're kind of feeling with ourselves and kind of feeling really optimistic about things and knowing that our dreams are going to become this reality and now we are finally starting ready to kind of share it off with the world. I'm seeing a lot of people at this time are, you know, wanting to change their jobs, maybe they're leaving jobs, um, but there's this wake up call to do with, you know, time and what you're doing with your time and how sacred time actually is, okay? So that is a huge, huge, huge theme as well. Um, now, Pluto is also conjunct to Saturn, of course, and Jupiter, um, and as I said before, is square to Mars, but it is also making a trine to the moon, which is sitting in Taurus. And so Taurus is sitting in the fourth house, um, still sitting opposite to Mercury, who is currently in Scorpio, but Taurus is making this beautiful sextile to, uh, uh trine, sorry, to, to Pluto. And so with this energy, um, we have this need for transforming our ways of, um, communicating our emotions and transforming our ideas and, starting to realize that our idea of security maybe was outdated and maybe this wasn't so bad after all and maybe things actually will work out in their favor and maybe I'm not actually crazy to assume so maybe I should stop doubting myself so much maybe I really am that witch bitch that is kind of what is happening but this only happens after the ego death it comes after those triggers and you realize I lived through all of those things. I went through all these things and I have still returned back to myself. I have still been able to choose myself and that is something to be proud of, okay? And that is something that Pluto wants to remind us of is that I'm not here just to beat your ass down. I'm here to remind you and have you celebrate, you know, the transformation as well. And so as we are going forward with, with Pluto, we are really focusing on transforming our emotions and how we are expressing ourselves um, with this new found understanding of self. Now, um, a lot of other things are going on with this transit too. We have Venus trying to Mars and Uranus. Uh, Jupiter is trying to Uranus. Neptune is making a sextile to Jupiter as well. The moon is trying to Jupiter as well um, and making a sextile to Neptune. So there is a lot of big abundance energy in the air. If you are signing any deals, if any contracts come around at this time of the year for you, allow them to come in and sign them as of October 4th or any time after that because Pluto is now direct and this energy is honestly so beautiful. So this is actually a really good time for um, 
you know, planning the future and writing out and doing some manifesting journaling and uh, exercises. You know, you could be lighting an abundance candle from our botanica and working with the planets and writing out in your dream journal your biggest abundant blessing and what that really looks like, what it feels like, what it tastes like, all those good juicy details and allow that to come to fruition. Allow yourself to celebrate your birth. Allow yourself to rest that day because birth is a lot of work. And so with the moon in Taurus, we're going to want to relax and rest. And that is so, 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 so important. Um, but at this point, we are starting to realize that, wow, things really aren't that bad. Wow, we can actually really do these things. Amazing. This is so great. Um, with Venus, Venus is actually sitting in the eighth house and is now actually in Virgo at the time, which I am going to be talking about as well. Venus entered Virgo actually before Pluto went direct, but I skipped over that whole thing. So I'll go to that in a second. Um, but Venus is sitting in Virgo um, in the eighth house with all these beautiful trines being made. So this is actually really, really nice as well. I'm really, really happy to see this energy, to be honest. Um, we needed a really nice placement with Venus and Uranus just to calm down the Uranian energy. It can be a lot sometimes. Um, so again, a lot of changes, positive changes and movements within our kinships, relationships, um, business deals with others, a lot of positive movement in business. If you have a business where you're serving others in this other way, counseling, especially, um, if you work with the herbs, if you work with Mama Gaia in some way with the ground, with the grass, with the, with the earth itself in any way or form, you're going to be very busy at this time after this movement as well. Um, but this is a really nice time for us to remember our self-love and our self-worth. And so that being said, Venus in Virgo is really reminding us of our self-love and allowing us to return back to self, allowing us to come back to our humble beginnings and purifying thyself as we are healing thyself um, through ritual, through celebration, through rest. And these are all necessary and they are all equal in their own way and all very important in their own way and all sacred in their own way. And so with Saturn going direct as the wake up call, then we have, um, you know, then we have the full moon in Aries, which is that final arrow to the chest of the ego death, which drops us down. Then we have Venus entering Virgo saying, okay, now let's heal those wounds, beautify themselves. These are your beauty marks. Show them off. You are beautiful. You are worthy. You are worthy of being taken care of. Take care of yourself. Remember to take care of yourself. If you don't remember, now is the time to remember. So invoking in new self-care routines as well. And just even just new hobbies in general. A lot of hobbies with the occult will be happening now. A lot of, I mean, it is also the season, so of course. But still, outside of that, there is going to be a lot of um, um, interest in that field. A lot of... Um, I don't know. I just see a lot of interesting energy exchange going on. And those of you who are light workers, those of you who are uh, brujas, witches, mystics, whatever you want to call yourselves, star seeds, earth seeds, all of you beauty, beautiful beings, um, you are going to be extremely sensitive to others and they will be all over you. They're going to want so much of your light. You're going to shine even brighter to these people, to other people. Um, to the energy vampires especially. So really ensuring that you are covering your head more often, um, perhaps wearing maybe extra crystals, 
Um, just doing little extra things to make yourself feel a little bit more closer to the divine will be really important because you are going to be attracting these mofos like moths to a flame. Okay, it's going to be really, really, really insane. Um, but Venus entering Virgo is actually really nice. I know that it's not really um, a natural sign for Venus, but it is one of the natural elements for Venus, which is Earth. Venus is, is ruled by Earth and air. Um, so Venus entering Virgo doesn't sound so terrible. It allows us to lay down the foundation and purifying thyself to receive the abundance and blessings for when Venus goes into uh, Libra. So this is really, really great and really, really important because what we allow today blooms tomorrow. So if you are allowing people that are attracting themselves to you who really are just looking to just take pieces of your energy and sure maybe they give you some attention but it's really just lack energy and all they're doing is just leeching off of you is that really what you want is that really what you want your stuff to be about that does not sound good to me at all so really being picky about you know where you're placing yourself because everything is blossoming we are now in harvest season the harvest moon is coming very 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 soon and it's time to receive that abundance um, but you can only do that by allowing and respecting your own boundaries to be invoked okay so as i say this i'm going into our spirit gospel first things first be picky with your energy okay being picky is so 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 important do not just let yourself be totally exposed to all people and beings not everyone out here wants to see you win and that full moon in aries day you gonna see that someone's gonna try you someone's gonna show their true colors someone's gonna come to light because full moon energy okay and you are finally have your your rose glasses taken off and you can exhale finally and you can see clearly now and you're realizing wait a second this shit don't don't this, this does not work at all this does not work at all and with all this big mars energy that i've been talking about okay coming up with scorpio and aries this is the time for us to be picky even with venus sitting in the eighth house again that's just more mars energy again so we really need to ensure um, that we are not just letting any beings come up around us, okay? Really being picky. Not all of the offerings that are being given to you and being offered to you need to be given a yes. Is it worth what you are bringing to the table? Or is it, again, just a small little clown horn that you can toot for attention, but it's not really nourishing you? The things that you are now receiving, the things that you are now saying yes to, and again, this is a, a way of receiving, it's an exchange, so you are also receiving it, it all is going to be reflected back. So if you are saying yes to, um, you know, collaborations and all these other things with people out of alignment who don't even know their own vision, um, people who are not necessarily where you are or where you want to be, that you kind of start to mingle with this other energy that is not where you want to be either. And that's not to say toot your own horn and think you're better than other people. No. However, knowing your worth is something that you can be humble about, 
but also be proud about, okay? It's not like you're out here spitting in people's faces, saying they trash, but at the same time, you ain't going to just take shit, okay? You are pure gold and magic. You need to know your worth. Don't be saying yes to everything. Don't be letting all these people up in your business like this. Don't do it, okay? Don't do it. It is time to cut off the distractions and realign to your truest form of self, okay? You're starting to return and remember why you started what you're starting. But you must continue as well. So as much as you are, you know, opening up your eyes and stay, start becoming focused again and becoming back in alignment with yourself and returning back to your truest form of self, which is so beautiful. You feel so happy. Things feel a little bit better again. Things start to get better again. And it's great. However, you have to continue with the process. You have to continue with the growth as well. As much as you are returning, you must continue with the growth. And there is a lot of growth that is happening and taking place. You must continue with the work. There is still work to be done. Okay, so as much as you are cutting off the dead ends, that doesn't mean what's growing now can't die and break off either. It can. Life is but a ritual. Things transform. Nature has its own way and and cycles. And we have to honor those. It grows, it blooms, it dies. So allow that natural cycle to happen. But you must continue. Be consistent. Continue to be consistent. Again, this is harvest season. So as we are planting and planting and receiving, remember what you're planting and planting and receiving for the next upcoming year. The super dark moon in Libra happens, you know, this month or sorry, the next month technically. Um, But that means that the full moon in Libra will be happening very, very, very soon. What do you want to have happen at that time of year? For next April, what does that look like for you? And it seems like that's a long time away, but it's really, really, really not. It's really not. So, you know, what do you want to have happen? Um, but this idea of returning to true self is really interesting because as much as we are feeling, you know, really um, proud and happy and joyful of all of these amazing things that we are rediscovering of ourselves. It's also really frustrating too, because we might feel like we've wasted a lot of time and we're just like, oh my gosh, how did I not figure this out sooner? How did I not realize sooner that this was the antidote? This was the answer. And this is where as much as we have all this Mars energy, we have to really apply a lot of salve um, and Venetian energy to balance it out because Libra and, you know, apply compassion and forgiveness because you had to go through what you went through to get to where you are. And at the end of the day, you still returned back to yourself. So what does that really say anyway? It means you knew what was best all along. It means that you were right and you just doubted yourself, which maybe had slowed down the process, but you still found your way. Did you not? So allowing yourself to be a little bit less heavy on yourself and allowing yourself to accept and yes, realize that things actually can and will work in your favor, not only because you believe it, because it is so. 
because you are that blessed, because you is your birthright, because you are a blessing, because you are your ancestors' prayers, you are your ancestors' Sunday flowers, you are your ancestors' Sunday meal. That is a ritual of love and passion, okay? That is some real, that is some real good juju right there. That's some real good magic right there. But you have to believe these things about yourself. It don't matter if I say it. It matters if you believe it and live to believe it. Live it. If you believe it, then live it. Now, something else the ancestors want me to talk about and, and say is that, you know, you can run, but you can't hide. Okay? Your past will catch up with you and haunt you always. Always, 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 always your past will haunt you. And the only way to banish it is to not. Acknowledge it and carefully cleanse it out instead. Okay? Your past is not something you can hide from. I don't care how, you know, slick you think you are with uh, burying the bones in your closet or hiding yourself behind the curtains of self and of, of doubt and of whatever nonsense that you distract yourself with and decide to show off to the world as a, a way to say, look, I too am living happily when you're not. This is them reminding you that you cannot hide from yourself. And this moon and this energy and everything else that we are receiving right now is also a reminder of the same thing. You cannot hide from yourself at all. You can only return. You can be lost in the woods of yourself because yes, the mind is a tricky, dark place sometimes. And sometimes the moon's light doesn't always shine the same way through all those trees. But all those trees are memories. All those trees trees are, are pieces of wisdom. And uh, you, you can't hide in all that. You still have to emerge eventually and come out from the hiding. And so you might get lost in it, but you will eventually return back to self. And then, of course, return back to wholeness. However, you have to remind yourself that it's not something to, to bury and try to avoid and become this other ether and thing outside of it. You can't do that. You can't. You can only, you know, face it, acknowledge it, and say, okay, you've served your purpose. I thank you. I salute you. I celebrate you. I even leave offerings for you by burning this piece of whatever and, and, and reflecting on our time together. And I carefully cleanse it out and give it back to the universe and say thank you. And may that energy be carried elsewhere and serve its purpose for the next being or thing. And that's it. That's it, y'all. That is it. But there is a lot of uh, self-growth and personality um, questions and issues coming up. A lot of like, is this really me? Is this who I really am? Who am I really? Who am I projecting? Who am I, who am I becoming? Is this who I really am? And honestly, I want you guys to know that you're not alone in this. Um, I myself am feeling this a lot too. And it's not something I enjoy. Sometimes I'm feeling really confused. I'm feeling sometimes like I'm being a phony as I try to figure out these things. But that's because it's always changing. We're always changing. And 
we have to just keep reminding ourselves to not put ourselves in these boxes and to regain that freedom. All right. Aries is the first out of the, is the first of the Zodiac. So there is a lot of, um, this need for standing out, but the truth is you stand out by just being yourself and by being yourself, you shouldn't have to raise your voice and raise your energy in this, you know, really weird, like whack way. Um, but really just, just by being, you know, gentle and, and bold and, and brave and courageous and wise and confident and just true and vulnerable at the same time to yourself. And when you project that out into the world and out into the universe, it comes back to you. So if the abundance, if the things that you share are abundant, then they will come back to you the same way. But the only time you are out of abundance is when you are not being yourself and when you're not in alignment with self. And you'll realize when you come out of it because it will shift and you always feel and you always know. But know that you cannot run from your past. It is always with you because you will always return back to self. So make peace with it. Forgive, release, do what you need to, but stop trying to run away from it. That's done. Okay. That is done. That energy, you are above that now. You don't do that no more. Okay. Now I wanted to, um, of course, wrap up today's show talking about the ancestral antidote. So some of the things that they were saying was, you know, anoint yourself with pretty things this week. Um, Wear your best armor. Okay. So wear your best things, wear your best outfits, wear your best uh, uh, spiritual bath, do a spiritual bath and wear that as your armor. Anoint yourself in all these things that you were conjuring and calling in. Carry yourself with pride be happy with how far you've come. Be proud of yourself. If you don't believe in yourself and you are not proud of yourself, nobody else will be. So be proud. Be very, very, very proud. Not cocky, but proud. Okay? Your ancestors worked so hard for you to get to where you are. You worked so hard to get to where you are. So be proud of that. Do what you want and say no if you feel like it. Okay, there's going to be a lot of things, a lot of distractions, a lot of shiny objects coming into the, you know, into the rear view mirror, trying to get your attention. I'm not saying say no to everything, but I am saying, and they are saying, I'm just the messenger, is say no if you feel like it. Don't second guess yourself, okay? Solitude is key in your practice of gratitude, okay? Keep your plans on the blessings you plan to share quiet right now. I know there are a lot of things coming up for you, but again, harvest season is upon us very, very, very soon. It's like literally right now. And so (laughs) that being said, let them speak for themselves. You do not need to be sharing all these plans of the blessings you plan to share with everybody. When you share these blessings, then let that be the announcement, okay? So I don't know which one of you needs to hear that, but that is also necessary to be highlighted. Now, some of our more physical things and elements of the earth that we can invoke as this ancestral antidote is calendula, 
we have frankincense and lavender being highlighted here. And we also have them talking about burning smoke and speaking into it as it cleanses you. Okay, so burning smoke and having that smoke does not necessarily have to come from plants that are endangered or sacred to specific communities, but it can be burning basil, it can be burning thyme, garlic peel, garlic skin even on a piece of charcoal in your little cauldron or whatever fire safe plate bowl you have. Okay, get creative, but having this cleansing smoke ritual and, 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 and cleansing yourself and using your own mantras, using your own prayers, using your own um, intuition to do that for yourself this week will be also really, really important and something they want us to do. Okay, now I just want to say um, that is all for this week or for this episode. I thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this, definitely hit me up on Instagram at Mystic Moon Medicine or at Gorgon Davinas. Hit me up on Twitter as Loli Moon. Hit me up on Patreon at Mystic Moon Medicine as well. MysticMoonMedicine.com. Okay, check out the events we have going on. We have so many things going on, so check it all out. I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Ashe, one love. Peace.